0: What is this?
1: Law Dog Sports on Right Media here with you for the Western OK Sports podcast. Chuck Ramsey the Law Dog here with you John Matthews from 95.5 the Coyote and former Western oh. Oklahoma Josh Jennings, joining us <laughs> as he always does, as we preview Week Two of the Oklahoma high school football season here in Western Oklahoma. Technically Week Three, but you know uh, OSSAA definitely has trouble counting. But gentlemen, how is everybody today, Josh? We'll start with you. Uh, what's what's shaking up in northeastern Oklahoma?
2: You know, um, not a whole lot. You know, um, our athletic season at Roger State got uh, started last week with cross-country and men's soccer, and our women's soccer team hosts uh, their first home game tonight. So uh, a lot going on at the Hill up here in Claremore, and it should be a lot of fun. And a lot of high school football, too, being played up here as well.
1: For sure. John Matthews, uh, I know you're waiting on the uh, Lady Dogs volleyball team to get home, so you can – Get on the microphone there at the public address announcing system. You did a, uh, you, you did do a, what did you do? You did football last week and, uh, not,
0: uh, I did swastika football last week yeah. and then I did, uh, Weatherford volleyball on Tuesday night. Oh, okay. As, uh, th- that was some three pretty exciting matches.
1: Yeah. That was we were- Amber Pocasset.
0: Yep. Yep. And, yep. Po. and we were, we were getting into it too. We was not just, uh, you know,
1: yeah, well, it was 3 it nothing, was, but every game was close. And I think the final one went to like 30 28, if I remember right.
0: Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. Yeah, the first uh, set and then this, yeah, 30 28 was the second set. And no, it was it was legit. It was a lot of fun to do that. And yeah, I'm ready for what? Swassi Women's Volleyball, the hottest start in uh, program history? Can yeah, we say that? Yeah, 8
1: and 1. Uh, or is it and 8 and 1 now? Or is it, no. Maybe 8 and 2 now. No, they've only lost. They lost to the UCO, but am I th- where am I getting the eight from? Oh, eight and one was the previous record. Gosh, I don't know. I had it. I did a story on it, and that shows you how much I can forget in one
0: day. Listen, listen. <laughs> you no, <know>, I'm excited. <laughs> High school football, and on top of that, uh, I don't know who's all coming over and not coming over. But hey, Chuck. Yeah. I don't know if we're allowed to talk about it because I don't know what rights we have and don't have. but There's a. <clears throat> I'm getting that. There's a what? Jesus. <clears throat> night <laughs> i'm following nfl real yeah yeah there on is the field, Chuck.
1: there is some real football in the nfl there's fantasy football yes. getting started but you know what uh i'm gonna get uh something going here that we haven't done in the past and i'm going to give a shout to uh a coach here in western oklahoma and see if we can't get him uh here on the line with us and uh i tell you it's a big matchup and we'll you'll you'll when we get to there You'll know who I'm talking to. And let's go ahead and bring him in. He's Coach Zach Maynard of the Elk City Elks, and they're uh, they're 2-0 and right now. And uh, Coach Maynard, welcome to the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast.
3: Hey, how's it going?
1: All right, great. Are you guys hearing Coach Maynard?
0: I hear him yep. great, Coach. Can you hear I can us? I hear him great.
1: Okay. So uh, we got you on, Coach Maynard. You guys have a huge non-district matchup. As I was looking at Dave Campbell's Texas football, uh, the Canadian uh, – what are they the Wildcats they are ranked number one in class 3a division two in Texas football you guys welcome the challenge I know and you took care of business last season what have you been doing to get prepared for this team
3: well we've been you know trying to practice faster uh specifically defensively and keep ready for the speed they're gonna they're gonna be NASCAR on offense they're gonna go really fast they're gonna try to move the ball as quickly as possible uh you know line up and, and, and run a play before you can really get lined up and get your calls set. So we've been, you know, working on that all week and, um, you know, just excited for the opportunity.
1: Definitely. And, uh, it's going to be rocking there in Elk city on Friday night. And I know your fans are fired up and you guys, uh, I just coach, I, I peered in on the post game on Friday. You weren't, you weren't exactly pleased with the uh, bridge Creek effort. Did you go back and see some things on film that you liked?
3: Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, we had a bunch of young guys playing, uh, you know, we had six starters out. We lost two starters in pregame, warm up. Um, However, you know, what we've been trying to build here for the last couple of years, um, you know, that doesn't, that shouldn't matter. Um, You know, we we play to a certain standard. Uh, We try to act and do things a certain way on the field, off the field, in the classroom, wherever we're at. And so, you know, when, when things don't, when we don't play to a certain standard or do things to a certain standard, it's disappointing. So, um, you know, obviously there's plenty of good things, but, um, but there's a, there's a way to play this game. There's a, there's an intensity and a passion and, and a love for one another and, that, and a way to play this game. And uh, just that, that, those aspects weren't really there to, to the standard that, that we try to play to. Um, and so that, that was the disappointment that I had Friday night.
1: Well, and that's understandable and coaches uh, are always, you know, seeing, seeing things differently than fans do. I know the fans were probably glad to get a win, uh, but who was somebody that stood out on Friday night that you uh, were, you know, particularly pleased with after you watched the film?
3: Well, you know, the easy one would be Cole Bowie. Cole Bowie had uh, all four touchdowns and uh, had a pick six and, and then, you know, some receiving touchdowns and. Uh, you know he played really well and Logan Webb came in quarterback and um you know I think he was nine for 13 in the first half throwing the football so um you know some of those things were, were really good um you know we had some bright spots those guys were both um stepping into new roles guys that we need to you know take on some leadership roles but um as juniors but but they were, they were those were both really good bright spots for us
1: John you got a question for coach Maynard
0: Always coach. I, I know uh, John Matthews here and congratulations two and zero. I know every coach in the high school football says these non-district games mean nothing, but, but winning's got to feel pretty good, right?
3: Oh yeah. I mean, you, you, you want to win. Um, you know, I I think I told somebody the other day, the, these first four for us, you go oh and four, you know, you can still win a district title and make a run you go four and O and you can still lose the next six and it not batter. And, uh, but, however, when that ball rolls out there, we want to win. We don't care if we're playing tic-tac-toe or Monopoly. Uh, we want to win. And, and so, um, yeah, I mean, the non-districts in the grand scheme of things don't matter. But um, for, for the purposes of, of momentum and, and, and knowing who you are and being able to uh, look back in, at the early non-district games and think, hey, we've, we've come from behind before or you know, we've had leads before and lost them, uh, just it's a great opportunity to learn lessons that that don't ultimately uh, can't ruin your season or can't win you a season.
1: Yeah, and I mean it really is kind of a tale of two seasons for a lot of programs each year. You know, and that non-district record uh, doesn't always reflect the district play, especially teams special that schedule tough teams like a like a Canadian Texas and you guys handled business handled handled your business last year against them uh what do they bring to the table this season that that will be different
3: well they, they they return all their skill kids uh and they were they were a fantastic group of skill kids last year um <clears throat> you know we we came out on top in overtime in that game but you know going into the fourth quarter we were down by two touchdowns so um you know obviously we learned a lot about ourselves that game we we learned about, about a lot about how we can uh be behind and also come back and you know, do some things that, that, you know, a lot of belief was, was found in that game a year ago. So, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll have, uh, they'll, they'll be ready to, to, you know, what revenge from last year's game. They'll be ready for that and excited. And, you know, obviously that the, they're a really good football team, really well coached, uh, have been for years and years and years. So, um, you know, we'll have our, our hands full, but, and we we'll to play well.
1: good luck thanks coach and good luck uh sorry i had my mic muted so you didn't hear me but good luck on uh on tomorrow night and uh anytime a uh oklahoma team can beat a texas team we're definitely going to be rooting
3: absolutely i appreciate it
1: all right he's coach zach maynard joining us here on the studio line and we appreciate him doing that and uh our first guest on the western oklahoma sports podcast fellas
0: hey I'll take that. I like it. Coach Maynard, man, it's been uh well, Elk City when I, not this just sound really rude on me to be, but they've been a program Well, the last like
1: it's a couple it, I, years. Sadly, since I'm the uh, voice of the Weatherford Eagles, it's kinda coincided with me moving to western Oklahoma.
0: <laughs> is that what it was? Isn't that is thats that what we're blaming? Well, it on? no,
1: I, I and I say that in flippantly, but Uh, About the time we moved out here in 2021, the 2021 season, they made a semifinal run and fell to Clinton in that semifinals before Clinton won state title. And I think that season, and Josh, you may remember better than I, Dave Meadows, did he start out as coach that season?
2: I think think his, I was going to say, I think his first year was during the COVID season, but no, you guys bring up a great point about, you know, Elk city being a lot better because, in 2018 and 2019 you know they didn't win a single football game yeah. and that's just not good but then they go and hire Dave Meadows a hall of fame coach during yeah. the COVID year they got a little bit better but then they made a semi-final run
1: yeah and coach in Maynard
2: 2021 and yes
1: coach Maynard has that, has that machine just rolling it, it just you know they, they've got some big players <laughs> I know last year it was a ground and pound and they kind of ran into a, a buzzsaw against Cushing there uh, in yeah. the playoffs, and and two state semifinal runs. You know, think about this, fellas. In Western Oklahoma, the standard is set so high, and you know, legitimately, and and in My all Clinton. honesty, it's set high by Clinton. But yeah. I mean, these three teams state semifinal runs, and it's like, well, yeah, we made the state semifinal, but you didn't, you know, you know what I'm saying?
0: No, yeah, no, no. no. I mean, just winning district, for example, last year in Elk City. The case does that, I mean, that's not enough anymore. Yeah. Like just when, you know, I mean, a lot of teams just be satisfied with that. Yeah. But it what three years would be like you said, Josh, they didn't win a single game and they were kind of a, <clears throat> a laughing joke of Western Oklahoma. And now all of a sudden Elk city, if they're not in the, the playoffs winning district, making it to the semifinals finals, then, then what happened to Elk city?
1: Yeah. So we're streaming live on Law Dog Sports on Right Media, and I am Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog, John Matthews, and Josh Jennings here with me, and uh, we've got a lot of football to preview, fellas, in not a lot of time, but we sure appreciate Zach Maynard, head coach of the Elk City Elks, taking time to visit with us, and that solved two problems, fellas, because I can glean that audio and put it on my uh, Western Oklahoma sportscast.
0: Hey, hey, we're here to make you lucky. Whatever we got <laughs> to <Absolutely>. do. Absolutely. <that.
1: laughs> Thanks, guys. Y'all really, I really appreciate it. Uh,
0: but no, Clinton Heritage Hall. Can we go there. Sorry.
1: Let's let's go ahead and get started here. And Clinton Heritage Hall is uh, going to be tomorrow night. That kickoff was kicked back to seven thirty due to uh, heat issues, heat related issues. Seven thirty. Chickens. Well, I mean, God, <laughs> 7, 7.30, big deal. I mean, it is right. it is significantly cooler by by the time, you know, that, that second quarter rolls around, the, the temperature's got to be down some. So, uh, But, no, really, it's uh, going to be a big matchup. Heritage Hall, you know, and we said this last week, and we, we, you know, I tried to use a euphemism, but Coach Higby just blares it out there plainly. They recruit. And then not only the kids that they recruit, but they, they have kids that were just going to go there anyway, that their parents have them started in programs to, you know, for fitness, nutrition. I mean, it's, it's an extensive regimen that, you know, I'm going to just say it, the, the upper middle class and, and that and such can put their kids into, uh, at an early age. So it pays off dividends when they're, you know, playing for, for a private school. And, and you know, if I had a kid yeah. that wanted to play, I'd do the same thing as much as I could. You know, financially. But uh, this Andy Bass kid, he's he's the real deal. He's a he's a tough player. They just they mauled Millwood last week.
0: Yeah, I mean, here it's always good. I mean, they're they're usually they're jumping back and forth between classes because the OSSA rules. about you can only win so many championships before you have to move and and things like that. And you mentioned about recruiting, and I. You want to be jealous, but don't be mad at Heritage Hall. Be mad at the OSSA of being a joke. Uh, they, yeah. they can't help that. Uh, the fact that private schools aren't in their own league uh, is, I still think, pretty incredible. That That's how the OSSA functions, but it is what it is. Heritage Hall is always really good, but it always feels really good when you beat them. And I think Heritage Hall is beatable. I don't I think... Oh yeah. Uh, oh yeah like bishop mcginnis last know. week i don't think there was a chance but i think here at all, well that's a, that's a game that clinton's in
1: zayden collins was out last week and that's a lot of that's a lot of yes. running power and they got great <clears throat> rushing effort from their their other backs contavion hill had a great game and and the hester kid is is really quality but zayden collins is a difference maker and and there's several coaches in western oklahoma that i've talked to that have, have just been wowed by that kid he's He's, he's Earl Campbell running around some high school kids. I mean, he's, he's a big load <laughs> yep. to bring down, and he runs hard, and he's got speed too. So. Uh, but, no, you're right, and I, 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 would, I would favor Clinton in this matchup, particularly being home at home uh, at the Tornado Bowl. And Josh Jennings, uh, probably after a week where Coach Higby was none too pleased with how the McGinnis game uh, played out, I, I would imagine they'll be ready to go out and hit somebody against Heritage Hall.
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, And you know, like everybody, you know, likes to, you know, talk about like how like Heritage Hall recruits and all the private schools do. But if you remember, Clinton beat this team last year 28 to 7. And, you know, yeah, the score may have been a little bit inflated. Maybe it wasn't a true three touchdown win, but that was the final score. And that's what people are going to remember because Heritage Hall or Clinton was up 14 to 7 with two and a half minutes to go and they score. And then Andy Bass throws a pick six and all of a sudden it's 28 to 7 and game over. Yeah. Um, But, you know, like you brought up a great point about Coach Higby, you know, having his team ready to play because, you know, they got embarrassed last year against Bishop McGinnis and then they beat Heritage Hall. And then anytime they lose, you know, they just seem to come ready to play except for the Custer County conflict. I don't know what that was, but.
1: (laughs) Well, I think what it is, is uh, they and according to uh, Vibe, they they can't hold home serve against the Eagles at the Tornado Bowl. I think I think Weatherford has a great record in the last 10 years at Clinton.
2: They do. Yep. So, but, you know, yeah, we'll like see. I said, I think, I think it's going to be a close game and a really fun game Friday. Um, but I think it really could honestly be a toss up. I know Andy Bass is really, really good. Yeah, um, you know, they're, they're going to be fired up and ready to play since Clinton beat them there last year. But, um,
1: well, and I like tell I you something I'm, else, uh, Mr. Bass, I know he's uh he's a OU commit yeah. and, uh, you know a uh, big big notoriety name but he he probably better have one name in the back of his head and a and a stopwatch in the back of his head when he drops back and that's bumpy 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 yes bumpy <laughs> bumpy bumpy you got about you, you, and you got about <laughs> two counts more than you deserve right there bud because bumpy bumpy goes in there he's going to be motivated and that kid is hard to contain
0: their defense in general i mean it just yeah. seems like i mean they, they've other, You know, last week is a little different, but the start really wasn't as bad as it. it I like that. They, they put pressure on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. It's hard to run the ball against them. You have to throw it. And if you can do that successfully, then you could argue that's their weakness. But, yeah. I, again, they're good. Hey, what's up with Clinton in their uh, – they're, they're on a bye. was it next week? And then is it – they're playing nine games this year? Is that the thing? Like I see everyone else playing ten. Yeah,
1: they may not have picked they're, up that, that fourth uh, non-district game. Is that right?
2: I was going to say, I, I I don't know if they changed or not, but I think they're playing guyman at home on, on oh, the yeah, original scheduled game. Western Heights game. I, I could be wrong, but.
1: Yeah. Uh, okay. It's so not on OSSA. Let, yeah. uh, let me. I, re-
2: I, re- Go ahead. I was going to say, I, I remember it was on five, but um, like I said, that may have changed when it was published, but I remember it. Yeah, I me, remember them playing Gaiman after the Custer County conflict. Let
1: me pull up their actual schedule and we can we can maybe clarify that before we get into it, but I, I tell you something else fellas. Um Josh, you work in the media and uh Scorebook Live and uh they do a great job. Yeah, they they uh, after the Custer County conflict, they've got a game at home versus Gaiman on October 12th. So that might be where yeah. uh, and I I don't think uh OSSA rankings has that on there. So Josh, uh, you being in the media and scorebook live, I think they do a great job of covering but and I know that newspapers have just been decimated with the staffing and everything but uh Western Oklahoma, if it weren't for for us and and some some i don't want to say competitors but other uh media outlets in the area, there would be nothing out there because the metro area just does not acknowledge i mean I would think that this game with Heritage Hall and Clinton would be huge on the on the radar for Oklahoma city media, but I, I, have not seen a blip.
2: Yeah, I uh, tend to agree. I know there's a lot of a uh, big high school football games going on this week. Like I know you got uh, Carl Albert at Muskogee, um, Jinx at Jinx and Tulsa union are playing in the backyard brawl. That's a big one. Um, but this game actually did make the Oklahomans top 10 list. I think it's like the eighth or ninth top game, but, uh, yeah, I'm a little bit shocked that, you know, it's not getting as much publicity, as it should, like, I, I think it's a top five game in Oklahoma this week, but, um, I mean, especially like, you know, when you think about like, all like the Andy Bass, you know, going to Oklahoma and, you know, all the talent that Clinton has, I think if it was in Oklahoma city, maybe it might get a little bit more.
1: Well, John, but yeah. John, the way I look at it is, once they say a, a, a top-ranked team of any class is coming to the Tornado Bowl, that that's that should be top five right there.
0: <laughs> Anytime Clinton gets to play a yeah. you know, top-ranked team, no, you, you're. I mean, just like you said, the heritage and everything. The fact that earlier we're comparing Elk City's success to you know to what Clinton's known for in now, uh, but uh, like we talked about earlier, uh, this is probably the first time in a while that everyone's saying Elk City is the team to beat. Elk City's the team to beat. Do you think, how does Coach Higby handle that with his guys? And do they worry about it, or is it the typical coach speak, one game at a time?
1: Josh?
2: I think it's, um, you know, one game at a time. Um, You know, like, I, I know Coach Higby does not really like to look ahead. You know, he's just so focused on that one game. But, you know, during game week, he'll talk to you and, you know, tell you, um, you know, what you want to know with, without giving away too much information. But, um, like I said, I think they're solely focused on, Beating Heritage Hall, and they'll have the bye week. Focus on John Marshall. Then they'll focus on um, Elk City. So, like I said, I know Coach, I know they're ready to play Elk City since they lost uh, by two points, and you know just did not play Clinton yeah. football. all, did not play their best game, and they'll be ready to go. And last year, you know, I thought that that game was going to decide the district. And Weatherford had a lot to say about that too, as they beat Clinton and yeah. uh, you know challenged Elk City, but. I don't think that game will decide the district since Weatherford's is a lot better this year, but um, I think it's going to be a huge district matchup uh, coming up in two or three weeks.
1: Oh, well, yeah. And, you know, one thing about deciding the district is, I mean, it, it will, this year will probably be something similar to last year where, you know, you, yeah. you may have a win over the number two team or maybe even the top team and, and end up being that, you know, not getting a home game. I mean, that the, I thought Weatherford yes. really kind of found themselves in a pickle. And probably just that loss to Chickasha early was the difference, obviously, uh, where they didn't get to play. They didn't get to start the playoffs at home. So, uh, and tell of two seasons, like we mentioned with coach Maynard is exactly right because you're not going to, uh, you know, you're, you're not going to have near as much uh, leeway and room for error once districts get going. So, and John, good question. You asked coach Maynard because Yes, if you if you lose a non district game as a coach and, and Josh mentioned coach speak, it's easy to throw out there, yeah, you know, we're just trying to figure out, you know, this non district game doesn't doesn't define our season, blah, blah, blah. But you know that those coaches say, I want to get out there and win this. I you know, because very few state championship seasons uh, you know, are out there with two or three losses.
0: No, you're, you're exactly right. You get yeah. to choose and, and get to get on the road to Canadian. I think that's going to be kind of a fun test and just see what you kind of, you know, go through that whole routine, the bus ride, the pregame, the visiting locker rooms, things of that nature. Are uh, they so at Canadian a, you know, or here? What's that? They're at Canadian.
1: Is that Canadian? Yeah. Okay. So they're yeah. on the road. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So I, it should be fun to watch. So speaking of road trips, I drive about 45 minutes every day uh, to El Reno. Yeah. And may or may not have been talking a lot of trash. Um, <laughs> I don't know if it's justified or not. In fact, here's how much trash they were looking for a public address announcer, uh, for the, 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 uh, El Reno stadium, uh, for their home games. They're going oh. to help somebody. Are you jumping on that? Ooh, I was so close. Oh, John. I, was so cl- I just didn't um, trust myself. Yeah. I didn't trust myself to not, uh, <laughs> just completely get fired and run out of town. Hey guys, um,
1: uh, uh Let's take a Hello. let's take a quick uh, second here and welcome in Coach John Higby of the Clinton Red Tornadoes. Coach, oh. welcome to the Western Ooh. Oklahoma Sports Podcast. You're live on Facebook uh, with myself, yeah, John do. Matthews, and Josh Jennings. Thanks for taking time.
4: You bet. You bet.
1: Well, you sound great, Coach, and I know uh, you. You know, I listened to the post game on last Friday, and and uh... probably
4: didn't sound so great right <laughs> then. <laughs> but you know, I mean. Oh
1: go ahead no but Uh, you go through the film and and you
4: go ahead go ahead you go go
1: through the film and i know coaches you know uh obviously not the result you wanted but what did you take away from the film that you can use this week against heritage hall
4: uh to use against heritage we need to get better (laughs) we've uh, um i mean it's as simple as that it, it really wasn't uh a concern about the score i mean this is you know this is not district play this is Um, This is not state championship week. It's not something that even goes towards state championship week as far as a record count. So all that matters is, you know, um, staying healthy obviously is an issue, but uh, getting better and learning how to compete with adversity. So that's why you play good people. You don't, you know, that's why we intend on playing good people um, early in because uh, playing people who um, don't, you know, don't compete as well. That doesn't make you any better.
1: Yeah. Well, and uh, I tell you, like I said, last, last week, I know the, that the yardage differential was maybe a little skewed and things like that, but uh, probably your defensive coordinator, Coach Richard wasn't too pleased with, with allowing
4: two touchdowns each half. Uh, well, it, it, it you know, it's not the touchdowns. It's the big runs. It's the big plays getting big played is uh, pretty frustrating. Um, we're out of position. We're not closing space. Um, we're, we're just, you know, we're, Still young and learning, still inexperienced and learning, and it uh it doesn't happen in a heartbeat. People get impatient. I'm impatient. <coughs> I mean you can I'm impatient. Coach Richard's impatient, the coaches impatient, we're all impatient. We want to be good right now. But realistically it takes time.
0: Coach Higby, when you go to film, whether it be Saturday, Sunday, kind of and you, you show the guys obviously uh things to improve on. I think every coach agrees that. Do you just kind of flip the light switch at that point and go, all right. Here we go. Heritage Hall, Tornado Dome. You could argue it's non-district; it means nothing. But to us out here in West Oklahoma, to be a private school, to be uh, <laughs> the, one of the biggest games in Tornado <laughs> Bowl history, right here, right now. Uh, do, you, do you have to do anything to motivate those guys?
4: Uh, again, you know, I mean, we're gonna we're gonna go compete. That that's what we want to do. That's what we want to accomplish. That's what, when I come off the field, I just want to look out. And, uh, our coaches want to look out um, and know that we're 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 getting better. And the very first thing we got to do is learn how to play hard. Um, that's the first thing we have to do. That was that way. You know, it, it's been hot. It's been ridiculous, but it's hot for both teams. Um, it's uh, it's a little bit you know, discouraging at the moment that we're not playing at the level of uh, the pace of play that we need to play at. Um, we just, we're simply not playing hard. So, you know, we've got, we're going to go compete and we're going to play hard. We're not going to sit there and, 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 I mean, you know, of course the game matters in the respect of, you know, you, you've got to go play hard. You've got to go compete hard. You can't walk into the game thinking, you know, you're going to get beat or you won't play hard, okay? Um, but, but we have other goals in mind at the moment, um, things we're trying to accomplish. Uh, it's it's uh, it's it's just a matter of fact. I mean, we're going to play our tails off. That's the goal. That's yeah. the goal. We're going to play our tails off.
1: Is everybody going to be healthy going into this uh, matchup Friday night coach?
4: Uh, we're a little banged up in spots I and mean, it's going to happen every year. Uh, you, you, you know this is, this is where you really wish that you did not have a week zero game you instead get two scrimmages and went that route but uh, this next week coming up we've got an off week we have plenty of time to address you know heal up some, heal up in some spots and then uh, take more time to address fundamental issues that we're having.
0: All right. And Which, uh, maybe during that off week, do you have uh I mean I know not to ever overlook anybody and I'm sure you're gonna tell me this is could never happen, but when do you start studying Elk City's film? I mean I know you can't look past <laughs> John Marshall. That's a team, that's a game you gotta play and you gotta play hard. But is that does that happen during the off week at all? Uh
4: no. I mean we're we're gonna look at Elk City film, um, when Elk City rolls around. It's it's one game at a time, one thing at a time. Uh, that's just the way it has to be. If you if you look ahead, you're going to get bit like that. And I don't plan on getting bit. Yeah. Now that doesn't that doesn't. I mean, John Marshall's got athletes, guys. They they can run around and and uh, they've got a brand new coach and, and they're in a tough situation. They've run into obviously a buzzsaw. Um, I'm I I cannot we we cannot afford to take him lightly. We just you can't make mistakes like that. Not if you're going to try to compete at a level that that Clinton you know is expected to do.
2: Coach, um, a quick question for you. So, um, you know, like obviously, you know, Heritage Hall is a good team. and, You know, you guys want to definitely stay healthy, but um, I guess my question is, how do you find like a fine balance between you know getting out healthy and also competing hard?
4: Well, I mean, uh, you're careful. Uh, I say be careful about what you're doing. Um, you know, we faced them. We faced them a couple of years ago with Caden Powell as quarterback. Um if you guys were, if everybody was paying attention, I was not running Caden Powell um like crazy during that game. I really wasn't interested in seeing yep. Caden Powell get hurt. Um but sure enough, we get to the state championship game where the game before that Elk City, what'd we do? I ran that guy like crazy. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, mean, <Yep. laughs> I mean and, and now if we, and if we had done that earlier in the season, get him all beat up. That ain't happening. So, you know, you you gotta be smart with your players you've got to get now you got to get reps i mean we've got to go be physical physicality we're not we're not asking our kids hey it'd be easy no, no no no. that's not the case it's just it's just a matter of paying attention to who's doing what and how long you're letting them do that
1: coach uh chuck ramsey here this uh quarterback for heritage hall andy bass he's a recent ou commit uh what does he bring to the table
4: that you guys are going to have to really look out for holy cow that guy can fly <laughs> uh <laughs> And he is built. I remember seeing him last year thinking, holy smokes, that guy's got. I mean, he's ripped. He's huge. Um, you know, I say huge, uh, probably 200, 205. Uh, I don't remember exactly how tall he is, but uh, he's definitely all put together. And I know he ran the, won the 100, and he may have won the 200. Um, that that young man can't fly. He's, he's throwing the ball much better. Last year we faced him. Uh, and they had us in some binds, but yep. he just wasn't able to make those throws. But this year, uh, he's making the throws. And he's got athletes, some of the same athletes who've gotten a lot better who are going down and making plays for him. So not only can he, not only does he uh, run, you know, run well, and I mean extremely well, um, he throws the ball really well, and he's got some guys to throw too.
1: Yeah, uh, and uh, I was telling John and Josh earlier that uh, the clock in his head maybe instead of a tick-tock, it might be going, Bumpy, 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 bumpy. <laughs> so, uh we want to see Montiel Bumpy crane have a big game against that against that offensive line and against it, that it, offense. It
4: would be helpful and, you know, Bumpy's actually had a good game and been all over every quarterback. We just haven't managed to get the other three guys in their rush lanes where they need to be, and all it is is a matter of run away from that guy. Yeah. Um we we've, we've got to get that fixed, uh, you know, that's 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 uh, been some personnel issues possibly. That's been some um, you know, I, I'm, I'm tired issues or I don't actually understand my rush lane issues. And, and, um, I mean, you can have this guy hemmed up perfectly and he still can give you some problems. The guy can, he, he's, he's the, there's a reason he's an OU commit, you know, yep. yeah. Uh, yep. but we, we played OU commits before
1: for sure. You had to know you commit. He was just in baseball recently. <laughs> so.
0: Yeah, yeah
1: he was. He could uh, he could have walked on, I promise you. All right, coach. Well, we'll they wouldn't
4: they, they were not going to let him walk on because it was a cost of a scholarship, but uh, yeah. other than that, uh, yeah. I think he would
1: have made an excellent football player. I think so too. All right, Absolutely. coach. Well, listen. Great. Best of luck tomorrow night against Heritage Hall. You know, John and I always root against any public school taking on a private school. So, <laughs>
4: <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah. But uh, you know, anyway,s you. But I, I'm, you. I'm the same way. I'm the same way. I'm
1: but same you way are one of our go. one of our home home team, so we'll, we'd be rooting for you anyway. So, coach, uh, best of luck preparation. Best of luck tomorrow night, and uh, we'll catch up with you later down the road.
4: Thank you, I appreciate it.
1: All right, he's Clinton Red Tornadoes head coach John Higby, joining us there on the studio line, guys. uh,
0: Chuck
3: Stallone Ramsey,
0: look at you, buddy. When when I say
1: now, do I need to shoot a shoot a text to Reagan Roof so that so that I don't get you know accused of uh, not taking care of my own team? I mean, I think
0: we can. I think we can schedule Reagan next week. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: well, and I mean, uh,
0: I'm always down for today, but then I'm always, I don't want to say, you know, it's sure. spread them out too. It's okay.
1: Yeah. Well, the good thing is while you guys are talking, I can shoot a text and if they say hell no, you know, <laughs> I don't have to reveal that, but uh, yeah, big thanks to Zach Maynard and John Higby for, for coming on and, and visiting with us. And, and I'm sure uh, Coach Roof will, will have his fair share of me before we're done Friday night. So uh, we'll we'll reach out to him real soon in the future. But, uh, guys, I tell you, there's some other big matchups on the weekend here on the Wright Media Network, and uh, we'll just go over them real quick. Thomas travels to Cashin, uh, big match from the last several years. Cashin's not quite Cashin as, as folks are used to. No. They got pummeled uh, in their first two games, but by – by very good teams. I think Regent Prep and Pahuska are both uh, high-quality, small-class teams, but this isn't the same cash in that people are used to uh, with Ty Littlebird and Zach Clancy, uh, you know, chucking and throwing the ball and catching the ball and and just a, uh, always a chance to to hit a deep pass there. And we'll see if Thomas can go out and control the line of scrimmage and also be able to run the ball some
0: yeah Thomas is running into a lot of these Class A schools. I think that it's not saying they're out of shape by any means, but it's just been so hot and it's so uh it, you know this it's what they've had to be dealing with, and you've got so many players gotta kind of going both ways uh but i, I think as far as Thomas Van's concerned, you kind of gotta be excited what you've been seeing on the field a little bit right I mean it's oh, yeah. potential there,
1: yeah i mean it's it's definitely an upswing from what they had last season, and I think they are looking at it and saying, okay. Zach Clancy has come along and become, probably I would say, would have to end up being one of the top ten receivers in Class A football over the season, and and it could, it could narrow down to top five very easily. And I and I don't cover Class A football in the eastern part of the state or anything, but I mean he's able, he's got a connection with Ty Littlebird, and he's able to high point balls uh, against Watonga. He tipped one to himself, and, and Zach and Ty, Ty threw it across his body. To the opposite end of the field, opposite side of the field, which every every head coach, every quarterback coach will tell you never, ever, ever do that. But he's got a receiver that he trusts and he was able to high point it, tip it, and then come down with it. So uh but anyways, Thomas, I, I like I like them to compete well against Cashin. Don't know if going on the road just as you, as of yet uh, is is in the cards for this team, but uh, Thomas could very easily come out of there with a win if they uh, if they do things right and and kind of get some of their def- defense uh, figured out as well. Watonga on the road to Hooker Friday night,
3: uh, <laughs>
1: yeah, <laughs> that's going to sure. be that's going to be rough. It's
3: huh? a long
0: drive. You ever you ever been to Hooker? Yeah.
1: Went went to Texoma last season with Thomas. Oh yeah
0: that's right yeah that's right before you left them
1: it's a long yeah, yeah. Hooker, uh, <laughs> so
0: hooker Hooker horny toads by Yeah, the, the way, Hooker Bulldogs artificial. are, uh, are no, out hooker there horny toads i've played against that baseball
1: team <laughs> he played against the baseball team so uh yeah. anyways uh, oh,
0: not baseball yeah oh sorry 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 <laughs> coach benway uh just starting at at, uh, at um
1: at watonga They they they're struggling a bit they were they were in that game against thomas and then just got blasted in that against that Flexbone uh versus Hobart last week and lord knows a a Flexbone team on your schedule can can definitely throw throw a ratchet in the uh, in the machine. Uh then also Sayre Eagles they've got a tough one this week as Walters Blue Devils are just rolling uh through uh class A di- or their non-district but they're a favorite to possibly win class A District 2 along with the Mangum Tigers which Sayre plays uh the week after so uh walters and mangum up on deck for the sayer eagles and i tell you they've got their flex bone or their what is it called john you're probably more the, efficient the wing t i think it's more of a wing t yeah uh because they just have they really have a single back and a couple of flex backs is that is that a bit of a wing t yeah a
0: little bit but yeah it's, it's it's such a mixture now i so, mean like every yeah
1: so coach Craig Hickson said last season he wasn't really able to implement some of the option plays that you can run out of that. He feels like he can this season uh name to pay attention to fellas Aiden hendershot uh senior running back. he is just a load. I did a game for Sayer last year, and I know people are tired of hearing it, but he he got three hundred and nineteen yards against Mangum last season, and he's just a load to bring down. And then also we've got Weatherford on the road to El Reno. I'll be on the call with that with Jared Jones and Brian Denton. And uh, this El Reno team looked really, really good against Chickasha, and then played really hard against Piedmont, uh, another five A team. They're one and one as well. Are the Eagles? Um, Weatherford beat this team last season. It looks like they've got some real speed. Uh, Malachi Nicholson, a running back, five eleven, one eighty. He is a game-breaker, and he can. if if you don't get a hold on him, he can definitely make you pay.
0: Yeah, again, I told you, I've I've been talking a lot of trash, so if we could please (laughs) kind of back that up, (laughs) that would be greatly appreciated. Uh, Especially after winning last year, it made it really easy to, you know, say it's going to happen again, and uh, Reno's going down, and and yeah, no, it's... So So are any uh, of these
1: people you're talking trash to, the folks that we golfed with uh, back on Juneteenth?
0: there's a chance. Yeah. yeah so, I think so, so uh, so next definitely. time
1: you invite me to golf and those guys are there, I, I'm going to catch it too. If we don't win.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, but we're going to yeah. win. Sydney Pratt, so Sydney Pratt just joined the uh, junior high uh, football coaching staff Really uh, for them. And so we're pretty good friends with him. And okay. and uh, yeah, I mean, he's kind of a big, strong guy. And I, he's a big it's, guy. It's a lot easier, yeah. It's a lot easier when we win. Yeah. We talk let's, let's
1: win that. But uh, no, it, it didn't he. Well, never mind. I won't go into what's the, what's the stuff whoa, you guys you know, what call
0: it. on the golf course stays on the golf course, Chuck. All pencil, right.
1: Pencil whipping. Is that the phrase? <laughs> whoa,
0: whoa, whoa, whoa. No, no. That's Eston right. I've seen That's, that's Heston That I, is. I haven't pointed out the, the eraser marks. <laughs>
1: That is totally Hested right. Yeah, he, he's, he's <laughs> you know, he was complaining that his back hurt from carrying us in the uh, Clinton Lions Club tournament, and I was like, well, you know, your 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 wrist should be tired too from from that pencil. Uh, but no, <laughs> Josh, uh, you know, anything particular Western Oklahoma sports wise that you uh, have caught that we haven't covered?
2: Um, no, I man, I think we pretty much uh, covered everything. Um, I think that you know we talked about. The three main schools in Western Oklahoma, some of the smaller schools, too. Um, I'll be curious to see, you know, how Weatherford plays uh, tomorrow night against El Reno, because, you know, they came out fought against Newcastle, uh, played really, really well against Kingfisher. And, you know, El Reno, they haven't been as good in the past, but like I said, they have a really good freshman who can play. So I think that's going to be a challenge for him. But I think that the Eagles play well. I think they should win the game.
1: Well, the Nicholson kid is a sophomore and then they've got some, some size out there as well. Yep. And, and so they're big and, and coach roof mentioned, uh, in the post game. And then when I talked to him this week, you know, that, that they've got a lot of size and they've got a lot of speed. And we all know that when you combine those two things in Oklahoma football, that, that means you're, you're automatically going to be a contender in any game you play, uh, looking at, you know, some of their, some of their tape, uh, it's you know as a play-by-play for Weatherford Eagles football, uh, you know give me the spread teams every time, <laughs> these these flexbone teams yes. and and you know and end round teams and stuff they're 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 going to make me pull out the glossary, John.
0: I know I get it I get it <laughs> hey, I I have a question for you and you can help me answer sure hitting comments oh yeah for real
1: two and oh uh we'll find we'll I mean, know Tennessee more this week. We'll know more. They were two and zero last season when they went to Hennessy. They host Hennessey. Hennessy's a two A team, but I talked to Coach Grant Potter, and you know he's such a great guy. I've reached out to him, and and we don't we don't air their games on our network. And you know maybe maybe something can change with that sometime soon. Who knows. But uh, he is great to give me a quote. He's great to give me an interview. And they're just down the road. So, you know, we really want to get
0: him on our What's Oklahoma podcast, Chuck.
1: Yeah, I mean, it'd just be a matter of of shooting that that text. I'm sure he'd be glad to. And, you know, next week we'll shoot for for three coaches. And I think they all, you know, maybe on Thursdays at lunchtime, they all can find the time and and definitely appreciative of Coach Higby and Coach Maynard. But we'll reach out to Roof, Ward, and uh, Potter. And maybe Hickson as well. So we'll try to get them lined up next week. And uh, so, but no, uh, Hint Comments two and zero. They hey, coach Potter said that uh, Barrett Richardson at merritt has got a lot of speed and and skill players. That one was a bit more of a shutout, but they just they just mauled Marietta. And so we'll find out what they've got. Uh, Jake Wright is a player that they've got that they're real happy with, and and he does a lot to make that uh, defense uh, really tough there for the comments. And then you know really guys in class a and i know we we broke down you know weatherford and and elk city and clinton and you know but in class a district 1 district 2 district 3 those are all te- those are all districts that yep. contain teams uh that we kind of cover here and you know i just want to send some sympathies and i don't say this flippantly because i i never i i hate to see kids just be so bad but there's a team on 183 that is just uh, just really struggling a lot and i really hope that they can find something uh to get something going to get uh back to some respectability and that's the that's the cordell blue devils uh they they're, they're struggling mightily and i don't know you know i mean a lot of teams struggle we you know we saw it last you know thomas has seen it for two years uh sayer saw it for two years a lot of teams you know with is struggling this year but uh i don't know next year the breakdown burn flat deal city who's struggling in in 11 man football this season after being really competitive last season uh according to what i saw in the OSSAA breakdown they're they're dropping down to class b they're going they're going back to eight man so um uh, if the numbers say that but and, and then also, guys, yeah. eight man football. Let's give a shout out to <laughs> the Corn Bible Academy. They got a big win
2: over Cleveland Hillsdale last yes. week. I was going to say, you know, that that's another theme that, unfortunately, you know, has been struggling a lot uh, yeah. throughout the years. Hopefully, you know, they can find ways to get better and improve. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it's it's just tough. You know, when you're only or a small school, and you know, you only have so many kids to choose from. But
1: oh yeah, and and you talk no, to any no, of no, these? No, no,
0: no. Hold on, what happened? Go we ahead. just said we don't root for private schools now what are we doing now
2: what are we doing it's small, hey it's a tune what, what, it's different okay it, it's a small private school in. yeah Western oklahoma they yeah. Have great people there. it's not it's not like that
1: it's not like they're bishop kelly john
0: <laughs> no I, I completely agree and they, they definitely earlier we told coach higby that i root for anybody playing against a private school i do but you're right corn bible academy is the exception it's a little different and, uh yeah, yeah, you know. I'm now working, you know, and, and
1: and tell me this, John. I mean, Corn Bible Academy versus Southwest Covenant or, or Oklahoma Bible Academy. Those teams are in a lot bigger population areas than than where Corn is. And uh, well, so, right,
0: but Corn Bible Academy moved to Clinton. Yeah, so but still,
1: it, Clinton and Clinton compared to Enid is is not quite the well, or Yukon, So. But no, uh Coach Zachary House there at Corn Bible Academy, his first year coaching, and uh he's got the Crusaders one and one and uh they've got a big game uh they're off this week. They play uh against Canton at home next week. So uh Canton, another team that plays eight man here pre- kind of in our and that's what I want to ask you, John. What what's our borderline? Where where do I start cutting teams off?
0: You don't you know i mean i think oh, I so, mean, so i gotta, gotta said, cover <laughs> more
1: I, I gotta cover moreland now
0: yeah moreland's on there bfdc versus cordell this week that's a big rivalry i think there's well there's and that's, uh, that's
1: kind of where i was going with that earlier rant or you know talk was was it, it that that's going to be a struggle but i i would still say bfdc probably blast them out i mean Merritt hung 70 on them last week
0: i know i know you know, but, uh, I mean, and I, and
1: coach, coach Cody Gilmore is a great guy. I mean, and he's, he's trying and, and I know, you know, here's the thing guys and Josh, you probably know this from covering uh, Western Oklahoma sports in print in print. Uh, you yep. talk to these coaches, they're always keeping an eye on that eighth grade team.
4: <laughs> so, you oh, know, yeah,
2: absolutely. And not, not even just in football too, but like in basketball, like I remember uh, two years ago, you know, CJ Nixon and the Sage Twins, Coach Bull. He was talking about like he's like, just, we're gonna have this really good class. Yeah. CJ's just really good with the Sage Twins being role players, and like we've been keeping an eye on them for sure while trying to prepare our basketball team because we're gonna be really good.
1: And that's what's so funny is because I remember I started Weatherford basketball when they on their freshman year, and you could you could spot CJ. You you could you you could tell he was he was coming in. And he was going to impact the game. It took the Sage Twins till probably the playoffs before yeah. you start really noticing that. Yeah, they get this game too. But with football, I mean, John, it's a balance, and I don't. I'm not trying to play philosopher or like I know better, but it's a balance. You do, you do have an eight, a talented eighth grader. How how fast do you work them in as a freshman and get them pummeled their first two years if you're struggling?
0: Yeah, I think if you're on the struggle bus, you don't you don't work him in. I don't. There's no point. I don't feel like it's a freshman. Let him develop. Let him get in the weight room a little more. Uh, let him get contingent Teach him about football. But I, I don't think it does any good for that player or for his his physical abilities to take a chance of getting hurt. Take a chance when he could be playing against other. And that's the other thing I found. It's kind of different though, especially here in Oklahoma. Like the JV schedule, the the seventh and eighth grade schedules, like they don't match up with the varsity schedules, which I think is weird. And B. I, yeah. they're kind of all over the place. Like you never yeah. know if they're going to play, not going to play. Sometimes you maybe get four home games a year if you're lucky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so I just feel like it's hard to develop players with that stuff, but I know you, you take your time. I, I don't think sophomore is the earliest. I try to even bring a player up into a struggling team.
1: There, yeah. And and sometimes yeah, was, go ahead, Josh.
2: And I was going to say, you know, like I agree with what both you guys are saying. You guys make great points, but it's also, you know, kind of tough. Cause like if you, if you have, like, a Caleb Williams on your team as a freshman, you got to play him, like, there, there's just no question, like, Pete's the best, even as a freshman, you got to play him, but it's kind of tough, too, because, like, you know, like, in, you know, high school sports, like, you know, you want to, like, if you have a freshman or sophomore who's better than a senior, you know, that, that can be a tough decision sometimes, and, you know, sometimes a senior may be upset that they're not getting reps, but also, I mean, that's just kind of how it is, you know, in sports, you got to Play your best players, and sometimes yeah. if it's close between a freshman and a senior, you know so I've noticed sometimes coaches go with the older players and a little bit more experience. But you know yeah. sometimes and, it's good to get freshman reps and you know get them that experience to know what it's like to play real varsity football. So I think it's I think you just kinda, it's kind of it's about finding a fine balance, in my opinion, of you know getting some I think, freshmen and younger players reps. But you know sometimes you you don't have a choice, to, you know? Like I know Weatherford played a bunch of sophomores last year because they weren't the better player than trying to win football games. So yeah.
1: And then if you do keep them alive during that time, you, you get them for two years with some some real experience under their belt. But, you know, also, John, I would say by position uh, can dictate it as well because a freshman lineman who may have size but hasn't, like you said, been in the weight room can really get, get just pulverized by upperclassmen. I mean, you know, I, I saw it last season with some teams that took on Fairview. And, I mean, Fairview just had – just had mountains on both sides of the line and led led them all the way to a state title, you know, and, and now, uh, but you know, it's, it's just one of those things, but listen, I tell you, uh, real quick, Weatherford JV is in action tonight in a varsity game as they are traveling to Carnegie to take on the wildcats coach Skylar Watson, uh, hoping to, uh, do some stuff with, with Carnegie down there. They're one and one on the season. They, they got, Curb stomped at Texoma, but then they they shut out Burns Flat, Deal City last week, twenty six nothing. But uh, Coach Roof said that it, he thought it would be great experience to go for his uh, JV team to go down there. And I, I'm just going to say this: I've seen some of their reserve players. John, I'll I'll probably take Weatherford JV against Carnegie tonight.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I agree. I, I mean, I agree they they've got and speed
1: and 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 size.
0: Well, Josh also mentioned earlier that when you have just when you talent pool, the pull you're pulling from, sometimes it's really hard. When you got what you got, yeah, and you don't have a lot of options. Where you have four A schools like Weatherford, Clinton, Oak City, sure. that have a little bit more options for sure. I think our solution, honestly, Chuck, you should start this up is uh, our Western <laughs> Oklahoma NIL fund. Uh, <laughs> you know, start every every time some some cash in there.
1: Every time the phrase "Chuck," you should start this up comes out of your mouth. I know that there is no way on this earth that I'm going to start this up.
0: <laughs> what? Chuck? No, I'm saying, I mean, you know, we don't have to necessarily recruit the players. But we can pay the ones that are here. Pay know? the ones that's
1: that are here. Stay in Western good. Oklahoma. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Maybe um, some car dealerships.
1: Yeah. Well, Hey guys, uh, real quick with in the, in the next two, three minutes, let's just say, uh, we've got college football coming up. ou has got a pretty good test against a uh, SMU Mustangs team this week. And then, uh, Who's OSU got? I, I I can't even. Oh, they they're go to Arizona at, State.
2: Arizona State. Yeah, they're yeah. at Tempe
1: on a on a PA, um, Pac twelve after midnight game or something like that. So, <laughs> uh, and then the big one. Did Tex- you
0: just say pretty big test against SMU? The game's on ESPN plus. There's nothing good about that game. It's going to be a blow.
1: Well, I mean, it was seventy three nothing last week. Closer, against-
2: I think it'll be closer than people think. Um, SMU is a lot better. than they- – got some guys in the transfer portal yes tanner mordecai went to wisconsin but i think they're gonna be better than people think Uh, i still think the center should win by three or four touchdowns but yeah i mean we'll see
1: when i say when i say better test i mean it was 73 nothing last week and they they could have gotten 100 if they wanted uh but no it it, it's it's got to be a better and yeah why was that game on espn regular and this one's on plus but whatever uh but no i'll always <laughs> pony up baby uh, that for some reason all my life smu's been one of those teams that i i secretly root for not against ou but but definitely uh root for smu and hey they're going to the acc so uh you know you can you can tour the atlantic coast uh, in dallas <laughs> so in highland park
0: Yeah, hey, at least uh, they're making a move opposed close to the pac12 yeah. that's just getting left behind and, and yeah. they have like the most top Top-ranked teams in the whole country,
2: but yet they can't get a TV deal. Well, their their conference yep. went
1: undefeated well, last week.
2: Yeah, it, it's because they're they're just poor leadership and their conference commissioner did a really bad job. Yeah. Um, I definitely, I was going to say that. That's for another time. I definitely could go. Josh, all, all I heard from Colorado. you is, I love Colorado. <laughs> I love Colorado.
0: I, yes, like, keep, I, I was wrong. Hey, right
1: just like this show, hey, just like Dion, Dion this did. show keeps receipts, baby.
0: <laughs>
1: that's right. Yeah, I was hey uh real
0: Honestly,
2: quick go ahead yeah. josh i am say i'm glad i don't cover the buffaloes because I, I definitely would have gotten ripped my D on in the press conference saturday
1: well i mean you know <laughs> it, it, it's easy to play that card when you're you know the vic i don't want to say the victim card what the unrespected card <laughs> uh yeah you know it's easy to play the unrespected card when you come out and you pull an upset i mean i mean how how much trash is tcu's defense i don't care who you're going against you should never allow four receivers to gain a hundred yards apiece. That yeah. is just a joke. And I,
0: agree. I love
1: Sonny Dykes. I wish he would have stayed at SMU, but, uh, I think, I think we'll figure out where TCU is going to fall on the, on the real pecking order. Uh, you know, considering they they kind of struck lightning in a bottle last year, but Speaking no, TCU, I love Dion. I, you're going. Huh. I love Dion. Uh, the, if you guys didn't see it, I think I shared it on Twitter. Uh, the the pregame speech or the practice speech that Michael Irvin, the the playmaker, gave those Colorado Buffaloes, uh, it was it was written in the cards that they were gonna they were gonna win that game. I mean, Irvin Irvin the the talk he gave them, I was just astounded. And
0: uh, I'm just I'm glad he's able to do that in between talking to females. Uh, <laughs> uh, allegedly, allegedly. A, show, a, all right.
1: As a DFW originator, you're allowed to say that.
0: Okay, good, good, good. I'm just happy that the paint of the wine's <laughs> light. That's how we, the white line's able really to get past the goal line. All right, serious note, serious note. Okay. Texas beats Alabama, right?
1: No. No, Bama's going to no. throttle them.
2: What? No. what? What? Yeah. Both of you? Nick, it, Nick Saban's only lost six games in Tuscaloosa. Bryant- it, Denny Stadium. Bryant-Denny Stadium. Yep. Bryant-Denny Stadium's
1: a whole different ordeal. They... They dropped that one to Johnny Manziel, and then maybe one to Ole Miss in the last ten, twelve years. I don't see them letting that repeat.
2: I think their last loss was to LSU in twenty nineteen. Okay, Joe so, Burrow's team. Again, yeah,
1: and Tule they came
2: banged up and hurt.
1: And so. they came back in that one.
2: Yes, I mean they yes. were getting blown out think. first
1: half, and they they came back in that one. I don't think Texas. If yes. Texas gets out to a lead, I don't think they can manage uh, uh, to no. hold them off. So. I'll, I'll go i think it's I'll gonna be go a great tied.
2: game but yeah
1: oh i, I don't even think All it's right, gonna be don't much forget game.
0: Those Dallas Cowboys start their road to the Super Bowl Sunday night football yes yeah. uh, how about them uh, Cowboys they'll pummel Let's the Giants go! Yep.
1: They'll, it'll be Giants
0: Sunday night
1: it'll be a big win go. Dallas defense will look great Daniel Jones will look like trash and you know probably i'll make the decision somewhere <laughs> along the line to start him instead of Jalen Hurts just to wreck my team but uh We've got football tonight on ninety-seven point three. The score, John, as uh, Detroit and Kansas City tie up to start the season.
0: I'm glad you mentioned that. Do I need to uh, bench Kelsey now? Do I wait? What do we? What do <laughs> I, I do there? Bail, bail, <laughs> bail. <laughs> uh, that's the story of my life.
1: All right, guys, it's been so much fun, and uh, man, it's great to visit and talk with you guys every Thursday around the noon hour uh, here on law dog sports on right media. We'll also share this video to 97.3, the score on Facebook. And I'll probably try to upload it to my YouTube channel for law dog sports as well. And we want to thank big time coach Zach Maynard of the elk city Elks and coach John Higby of the Clinton red tornadoes for joining us guys. Appreciate you.
0: Appreciate you. See you guys in the morning. Uh, everybody coming out. We've got breakfast in the country and uh, at the radio station there on North highway 54. Can
1: I jump uh, in there with you and, and uh, get a plate before everybody else?
0: Yeah, we do what we want, Chuck. We run the place. We're sports. Is Van bringing her uh, breakfast
1: burritos again this season?
0: I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Uh, but, no, come join us. You come to get an autograph from Chuck. I know everybody wants the Those are pretty hotly sought after items. Oh, speaking uh, of,
1: you, you showed it last week. I think the orders are going upwards for uh, the Let That Eagle Soar Once More t-shirt for uh, Weatherford uh, Fundraising. Uh, the problem is, and I I heard this at a softball game I was covering last week. Uh, folks want to steer away from white t shirts. They're afraid white t shirts get stained up or dirty and stuff. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm hoping Weatherford didn't didn't wrong me there by by putting you know let that eagle soar once more on a white shirt.
0: Look how quickly you go to blame the school.
1: Yeah, that's why like I hope Weatherford didn't mess
0: me over, <laughs> making my shirt all bad. Uh, who had final approval there, Chuck? Who had
1: final approval? That's right. Josh, have a great week. Appreciate you. John, have a great week. Appreciate you. I'll try to get it down and see you tomorrow. See you in the morning. All right. Josh Jennings. Yes, have a great week. Thanks. Josh Jennings, John Matthews. I'm Chuck Ramsey, the Law Dog. This is the Western Oklahoma Sports Podcast. Thanks to Coach Zach Maynard of the Elk City Elks and Coach John Higby of the Clinton Red Tornadoes for joining us. Tune in again next week. We'll do it once again. Be safe out there. Don't text and drive. And sure, don't drink and drive. And we'll talk to you down the road.